Hey, welcome back to a Sunday morning coffee edition of Pigeon Hockey, where we either interview someone in the hockey world or just catch up with each other and maybe even, you know, talk some hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. Chris, I'm keeping my crease clear for you. And, you know, we're just a washed up goalie and a washed up comedian that do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read and talk about hockey. On today's episode, we want to welcome special guest, the commissioner of the Eastern Ontario Junior Hockey League, Mark Frosch. Mark, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks again for having me. Ah, thanks for jumping on. You guys uh, all done your Christmas shopping or you're just waiting to the, uh, oh, the last two seconds on the shot clock and get it done on the 23rd and 24th? I, I've been done for months, Mark. I am Ooh. a planner. Oh, yeah, I've got it all oh. wrapped up. I'm relaxing now. Well, all wrapped up. Oh, geez. We're starting with the puns oh, already. No. Oh, no. I, I can't even not do it when I'm trying. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're full on uh, dad slash grandpa jokes already. So the kid, yeah. you're ahead of your time. I need I need to get like a kid in there quickly, or people are just gonna start thinking I'm weird. Yeah, Chris, dad don't jokes, say anything. Dad jokes are Unless, classics. They are classics. <laughs> I, I make them I make them all the time, and the only audience I have is my wife, and she'll look at me. And she's like, "Oh, I need to get you a kid." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. for Christmas. No, 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 no. Way too soon for that. No, what we did, we actually got our Christmas gifts back in July. And basically, we got our Christmas gifts for the next, like, two years and our next birthday gifts in July. So, yeah, we we don't have to shop for each other for the next two Christmases and and birthdays. So my next gift is, like, I don't know, July of 2023. (laughs) Mark, what about you? Tim Horton's gift cards for everybody? Ooh. Yep. No, no, no. I'm, I put some thought into it and I've got my, the typical, uh, when the kids open the presents, I'm like, oh yeah, we got them that, but I'm, I'm just as surprised as they are because my wife does it all. And oh. then uh, today, <laughs> today, uh, you know, today and tomorrow, it's a Christmas tradition when I take, uh, go leave the house with my daughter and we go shopping for my wife. So that's a, that's a, that's a good little tradition we started with my daughter a couple of years ago. So today and tomorrow, that's what we're going to do. Love it. That's cool. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun time of year and all the traditions around this time of year. I think it's, uh, you had those memories from when you were a kid. It loses itself a little bit as an adult, unless you're a parent and then it's all over again. It was funny because uh, my daughter was uh, asking me, like, what did you what do you remember from when you were a kid at Christmas? And my dad was um, a beer rep for 30 years. So uh, during uh, December, like he pretty much be going hard every night, like parties, presentations, blah, blah, in the 70s and 80s. Right. When there was like, you know, wide open and, you know, everybody was comping everything and stuff. So. I, t- I told my uh, my daughter the, the story because my mom would go on Sunday mornings to do the groceries and stuff, and she'd say, look after the kids. So my dad would, like, stumble out of bed. He'd go to the Christmas hiding spot for the toys were, where my mom put the toys and said, okay, I'll let you play with the toys as long as you don't say anything. And we put them back in the box <laughs> and then back in the hiding spot before when you hear your mom come up the driveway. So we said, good. So we always had to be like little De Niro's uh, in the Christmas morning to act surprised, but we've already been playing with them for the three Saturdays before. So, ah, good Christmas traditions. Huh? Thanks, Dad. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. For mine, it was, you know, my parents were divorced when I was like, I don't know, four. So we had our Christmas traditions. That's the one thing my, you know, I'd say my parents did pretty well there is they never made us feel weird or choose how routines went in the family. So Christmas, we had our same routine 
every year. And it was, I'd go to my mom's house on Christmas Eve, spend the night there. My dad would come there for like one gift opening. Then we'd wake up at my mom's house, we'd open gifts. My dad would come there for like the second half of the gifts. And then we'd go back to our house, uh, which is his house. We'd continue to open up gifts. And then uh, we would go to either, before my uh, grandparents passed away, like as an early kid, before my teenagers, we'd go to my mom's parents' house. Yeah, as I got older, it was just uh, my dad's, uh, one of the uncle's houses uh, that we would go to. And that was it, you know, get to play with my cousins all day or at least try to because I was one of the smaller cousins. Uh, you know, all the all the male cousins were a couple years older than me, including my brothers. So, I don't know, maybe I was just a punching doll, but uh, still had fun. So, Mark, you've, you've just learned a lot about Chris's psyche, being that kind of young punching bag, explains yeah. why he was constantly getting thrown out of leagues for fighting as a goalie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what's funny? And uh, it, it's like, um, no matter what it is, it's, uh, you know, like people say a normal Christmas or what, what like, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, and it's, it's, it's whatever's normal to you, you know, and that's what makes 100%. it special, you know, so it's... Uh, it's it's kind of funny you remember like you remember the parts and stuff and what you remember but it's a uh, it's what what memories you make and what what you find normal and stuff and you know some other people it's like uh, dinners with uh, you know 30 family members other ones it's like small um you know small things ordering chinese food or making homemade pizzas yeah. whatever it is it's uh <laughs> it's yours it's yours and it's it's what you take care of and uh, like you know and you have and uh, like now we're, we're witnessing it because uh, my son's back home from uh, university and it's all these mm-hmm. things that, you know, are we doing this? Are we doing that? And, uh, you know, even though he's 22, it's just, uh, it's just fun to see that, uh, you know, that it, 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 it means a lot to him to do the things we've always done that feels comfortable and makes it feel like home, you know? So, so Mark on that end, you know, one of the reasons my wife is, is kind of getting into the idea of kids now, we, the idea that you can make your own traditions when you have a family. So did you, with, with your family, did you guys make any traditions? Did you do the secret hiding spot three weeks in a row presents? Or was there anything else that you guys came up with with your kids? Yeah, like it's just like uh, we uh, we always go, uh, like on uh, Christmas Eve, we always go find a, like an outdoor rink or tobogganing. Uh, we do some kind of activity. And then like now we've started, like now that they're a bit older, we do uh, like, a, you know, like a fondue or like a special meal or a raclette, you know, with the, the cheese and stuff, that, just the four of us. And then after that, like we on Christmas Day, we spend with the extended family and stuff. But we, you know, we always try to make, you know, time. And those are some of the things on Christmas Eve that we always do together, just the four of us, and it's kind of special. Chris, I think you and Virginia would love a fondue tradition. <laughs> Probably would. I'm not giving her that idea. Um, so hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. But uh, but no, I think uh, we've tried to come up with, like, even last year, because we still have our fur baby, but our fur baby's in Canada this year, is trying to come up with traditions that we think we'd want for our family moving forward and, and what we would like to what what would we like it to look like and so we had that discussion last year because it was COVID and you had nothing better to do than have endless conversations with the people trapped in your house with you you know we went into detail of what we thought we'd want and I'd have to go back at the list because I don't remember but yeah we haven't done anything like that this year because she's really uh, wrapped up in her in her stuff right now and fortunately here in a couple of days she gets some time off and some freedom and I think she desperately needs that so you know, looking forward to, but that's the thing here. It's like COVID yeah. is starting to shut things down again. And it's, we, we had a trip planned. 
I'm very, very happy I didn't actually lock it down because the borders are getting super tight here. I've seen our neighboring countries like Norway start to lock stuff down and require tests to come in. Leaving and re-entering Denmark uh, as as restrictions become tighter here in Europe, and I've definitely seen it there. And in fact, Mark, I saw a post from from one of the teams uh, in the UJHL last uh, yesterday, not even last week, yesterday, uh, stating that the league has made a decision right now. Yeah, so we were like, and again, we were were like uh, right in the middle of of it in Ottawa, and um, like the the funny thing is, is like last. You know, last year at this time, they kept telling us, like, once we get the vaccine rolled out, then, you know, like, um, once we get to 75% fully vaccinated, you know, that we're not going to shut down again. Well, you know, in Ottawa, we're like, uh, we're the biggest uh, North American uh, metropolitan, over a million people with the highest vaccination rate. Right now, uh, adults are 91% fully vaxxed. And yet this Omicron is, is spreading like wildfire. School is shut down. And then when we start, you know, asking around there's four or five different teams that have kids that go to that school so then we had a third team you know that was going to shut down till after christmas so we had an emergency board of governors meeting and um, we talked about it and and i suggested we postpone until january all the governors agreed so we we shut it down uh, yesterday uh, yesterday until uh, and we're going to have an emergency facetime uh, board of Governors meeting next week and determine which is the best course of action to to start play again in the new year. So again, everything's on the table. Like we don't know how long it's going to be, and uh, measures in in Ontario and in Ottawa are kind of back down to ten and like for family gatherings. But the stupid thing I think is is we can be nine thousand people. Uh, I've, I've got, uh, we bought tickets for the kids and, and my wife to go see the Sens game on the 23rd. So we can be 9,000 people in the rink to watch a hockey game, but I can't have uh, 12 people in my house to, to have Christmas dinner. So it's very strange, very strange times. Well, Mark, I think that's because, you know, some families, when, when you're fighting over that turkey or that ham, you get really close into people's yes, faces. That's true. There's a face washing. <laughs> Only two turkey legs. A lot of people, a lot of uncles. A lot of uncles like the tur- drumsticks. So It's it's true. Yeah. You know, my family, I, I'll have my mouth on it. My brother, I'll have his mouth on it. And we just, and just see who gets Dibs. it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Mark, hearing about all these COVID decisions, I'm starting to really get a sense for the really unenviable position leaders like yourself are in. And I was watching a movie the other day that really made that clear for me. I don't know if you can guess the movie. If, if Any thoughts? What was I watching, do you think, that made me think of, oh, this is the pressures that people making COVID decisions are feeling? Armageddon, when they have to send the uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> to decide... To decide like who's going to go and who's going to stay, uh, that's a pretty hard decision. When they had to, you know, Bruce Willis lets Ben Affleck go marry his daughter, and he takes one, that's goes down with decision. the ship. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good, tough one. That's a better answer than what I had. I, I oh. knew Mark, if I threw that up, you were going to come up with something. No, I was, I was watching Jaws, Ooh. and you got the small town mayor, and he's yeah. got all these, these business people saying, "Do not keep going. We like don't don't stop and, it." Yeah. That is that is a better analogy because, again, like we're like uh, you know like it's it's uh, and and here like we're we're like in Ottawa for example like we're we're again the most immunized place we have right now we have six people in uh, a hospital with COVID zero in ICU 
yet we're shutting everything down. So again, it's proved that the vaccine works. Three of the parents or the families that shut it down from my daughter's hockey team, they said, okay, well, my, my son was exposed, blah, blah, blah. And then they came back, the kid, uh, the, high, the older high school kid came back as positive and he's tip top, he's asymptomatic. So that was the whole point, you know, of getting immunized. So it's not as, not as bad as the mechanical uh, shark getting you, but it's, it's just like, a, it's, I, I feel, I really feel for the, the restaurant owner and small business owners that, you know, are opening, they're playing accordion with their, like, you know, with their staff and with their stock, like, you know, okay, we're back open. So you order like a 20 dozen eggs because you're, you know, you have a breakfast line or whatever. And now you're reducing them back to 50% uh, with uh, three days notice. You know, it's just like, I don't know how, how uh, the poor uh, people uh, in the restaurant industry are doing it you know, the vaccination does work and hopefully they kind of find a happy medium to start living with COVID as opposed to just doing the shutdown thing, because um, I think people are just getting uh, getting really tired of it. Yeah, I, I'm with you that because I've seen like even right now, the uh, elite ice hockey league out of England has now postponed their games. I saw Coventry make a post that they've been postponed. I saw the Oxford City Stars, a team there that uh, I used to follow when I lived in the Oxford area. Same announcement, they are shutting down. I saw that the Montreal Canadiens aren't allowing fans. I'm seeing that Ontario is basically splitting their arenas 50-50 again. My wife got me a booster for Christmas Eve. So, you know, so I'm getting my third. And uh, so anyway, like I'm just I'm at the point now I'm re- ready to do uh, like, you know, like and I'm I'm uh, I'm calling it the triple crown because I <laughs> my first one was AstraZeneca. This the last one was Moderna. And hopefully they give me Pfizer so I get the triple crown, you know. But again, I, at this point, I'm just I'm do, I want to do whatever I can do to help just so I can, they can check the box that I'm another person that's with a booster so they can say, that, okay, he's another guy that's on the good that we don't have to worry. It, it's just whatever we can do to help. Like that's the attitude I'm taking right now. Like for the means like check a box and somebody can say, okay, the stats are up for the third vaccine. We have another guy in there. Sign me up. Yeah. And we did the same thing. We got our vaccinations uh, right after we got back from Portugal. We got our boosters. I got mine the Friday after we got back and my wife was the Friday after that. So, you know, we've gotten fully boosted up here and and hopefully things return back to normal and, and people can go have like breakfasts out instead of a always cooking their breakfasts in like they've had to for the last two years. And really, that's what we were originally scheduled to talk about on this podcast uh, when we discussed, I think, the timings a month or two ago. We had a lot of fun the last podcast and a lot of great feedback off of it. And the breakfast episode had to happen. Yeah. So that's what this episode, the remaining part of this episode is we were all so hungry after the last episode. And I have a feeling it's going to be the same way after this one. Before we get into like favorite places to go out and eat, because that's the, the hopeful side post-COVID, let's talk about some of the, just your favorite breakfasts at home. The old standby of having like, a, you know, like the, the whole skillet out with the, uh, you start off with the hash browns and then you yes. put like chunks of onions and like chicken broth and stuff and like kind of bougie it up. And uh, that's and lots of butter and uh, like that starts off. Then I throw like, you know, the thick cut bacon. We got a butcher shop, Napron butcher shop. We go there, get the thick cut. I think it's maple aged. Well, anyway, it's like one inch and you put that in the in the oven there to get that going. And then after that, you get ham as well. And then, 
you know, do a big, uh, big plate of eggs, like scrambled eggs. And then after that, throw toast. And if, um, if, if I have the time, I'll go uh, in uh, Plant Dajna, which is in the east side of, of uh, Ottawa there. And they have um, a bean place. So it's like they make their own baked beans and stuff. So, and sometimes they like, especially at this time of the year, they ship them off to the grocery stores in, in the east end, but they fly off the shelf. So become again, because We've been so restricted with going out. So like I've had to mimic my favorite breakfasts, like, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. so like, it's like, but again, and it's always stay, like, and it's more relaxed because you don't have to dress up to go, you know, you're still in your sweatpants and whatever, like you don't have to put a comb through your hair or whatever. You just go with it. But I've also like, I've also, because again, I can't keep eating like that, like, you know, four or five mornings uh, <laughs> a week. So I also got into like, um, like the overnight oats. So it's like, a, yeah. it's the, you know, you get a mason jar, you fill it up with, uh, with the oats and then you fill it up with milk, Greek, uh, Greek yogurt, uh, cinnamon, uh, real maple syrup and top it off with frozen fruit and you put it in the, in the fridge overnight and then next day it kind of give it a little shake. It's a kind of almost like a recovery day from the greasy breakfast you had before. So, cause you know, they always say, uh, you know, race horses eat oats. So it's kind of a good meal and it, it gives you that with, with the Greek yogurt, it make, gives you that full feeling, but not the, you know, worn down, have a nap at 1030 in the morning. Cause you just had like two pounds of greasy goodness from breakfast in your gut, you know? Oh yeah, this, this is torture, dude. I, I was, I heard you I, dying. It's so early in the morning over here. I have, I have a cup of coffee and no food. And he's thick cut bacon. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh yeah, and ham. Bacon. Oh my god, ham yeah. too. And then yeah. we put maple syrup in the oats. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is rough. I'm the same way. Like my go-to breakfast is exactly that. You grab the skillet. I start with the hash browns. I cook those up because those take the longest to cook. And then I move on to simultaneously making the – I like eggs over medium. Everyone has their own style. I like having the eggs over medium, some American rye toast. Hey, guys, which uh, which part – is it the left or the right arm that goes numb if you're having a heart attack? Your left. <laughs> All right, I have to go. Ah, power, power through. Suck oh, it up, buttercup. Just, Come on. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm just, <laughs> okay, good. I'm good. I'm better. <laughs> it's like – it's like those old Saturday Night Live skits there where it was uh, the bears. The bears, was yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> goes, Robin the bull is sausage. And, the, and then Chris Farley's pounding his checks because he's having a heart attack. As a, okay, just a pass. Minor it, it's just a minor one. Yeah, like, again, you don't, you can't joke about that stuff because I'm at the age now. Like, I'm at the, like, a 52. I'm at the heart attack. And, you know, some, and it's funny because some of the macho stuff, like, oh, I'll go shovel the wet snow and stuff. And they say, like, when the snow starts coming down, they say this is the widow maker because the heavy snow and guys still think that, you know, they're going to shovel and stuff or, you yeah. know, the, the sausages and the, you know, bacon and stuff. You have it every day. You know, those are those are things that like, you know, get you closer to, you know, giving it the old. Oh, it's just a minor heart attack. It's my sixth <laughs> one today. Like, you know, just, a minor, just a minor heart attack. Don't worry about it. Viewers who haven't seen that skit, go Chris Farley oh. is best. Go Google the Bears Saturday Night Live skit. Very fun. I don't know who the guy on TikTok is that I, I follow, but he's he has a whole Be a Man series. It kills oh. me all oh, the time. And he's like, oh, if, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're not feeling well, don't go to the hospital. Don't see a doctor. Be a Die. Be a man. Be a man. Yeah. That guy there? Yeah. <laughs> He, yeah, he's is it, and he keeps like he's so deadpan, and at the end yeah. you can see he starts laughing. He goes, uh, "If you're out late, don't call your wife. 
be a man. And then just all the guys around him, like you could tell there's four or five guys taping it. It must be his sons. And they start busting out laughing. And I'm suddenly going, yeah, that guy, it's, that guy spent many a night on the couch. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it, it, it really highlights what I would say the, it's funny because it's the toxic masculinity portion. Oh, yeah. It's like all these things yeah. he's talking about it. It's the toxic stuff, but it's funny because you're like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. toxic. But yeah, it's like the, he, like he says, feeling sick, don't go to the doctor. Die. Be a man. <laughs> but it, but, it, but it, again, it, it kind of it's so like it's so ridiculous because it, but it is kind of thrown into light, like you know, like and it and it's funny because my work in order to like be able to do it, I have to go every year for my physical, right? Like it's not a it's not an option, right? So and it forces you to go, but like it's uh, men are so stupid, like. You know, you have to count the things on the internet, why women live longer, you know? You know, the guy standing on a scaffolding with a chainsaw cutting a branch and it's teetering, you know, st- stupid stuff like that. But it's also like, man, well, it's heartburn or stuff like this. And then you hear about all these cases of guys like, you know, it's something very serious. And if they'd come in when they had symptoms early on, uh, but they don't go for a year or two. And then after that, they find out, okay, it's something serious. And then, you know, you're, you're behind the eight ball because... They could have tre- it was treatable two years ago, but you're too much of a dumbass not to go to the doctors <laughs> when you're, you know, and it's so I'm kind of wondering if, if that's a play on that, like that he's like they're doing it and the guys behind him are saying, yeah, we'll do this. Or if it's just he's that much of a like, <laughs> it's just a thing because he's got the T-shirts, he's got the, the beer cozies, he's got it like he's got more merchandise out there than some NHL teams, I think that be a man guy. So. Oh, yeah. he's He's got a lot of that funny stuff out there. And I don't know if you all heard that because I know when I was pouring coffee before we started this uh, before we started this podcast and then just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm pouring coffee. He's like, oh, that was really close to the mic. And so then my uh, my my wife comes out here while you're talking there and just grabs the bottle of wine that's right near me and just pours it near the mic and then just starts laughing. <laughs> Well, you know, Chris, if we can capture that ASMR viewership, I think we'll really blow up. So I think that's Mark. Can you get close to the mic and just say some soothing words and try to like, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't explosion. think this is the crowd we want, man. I don't think this Re- is the crowd. Relaxation. Yeah, exactly. Trick. Exactly. They're just they're just you're feeling closer. You're going into the net into the going to the net hard and the puck is laying there. The goalie's out of position. You could tap it in. It's not a hard shot. Go ahead. You can do it. You'll feel good about yourself. You have, you have <laughs> a goal and an assist. Now yeah. just land that blow and you'll have a Gordie yeah. Howe hat. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, it, and again, it, it bog, and again, maybe it's because I'm old that I'm just like it. It never ceases to amaze me when you hear about these guys. Like you know, they they put uh, they grab music like just on a loop, like this like instrumental music that's free, and they put a um, fireplace on a loop for 14 hours, and they put it up on YouTube, and they, the kids make them like two grand a month just because somebody wants that. You know, they click on it, and it has viewership and da 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 for Christmas time and stuff like this. And I'm sitting there going like, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm at a loss to see how people can make money now just by, you know, like not even creating anything, just by copying, pasting, throwing something five, 10 minutes worth of production value and throwing it on the Internet and poof, there you go. It, it kind of makes you wonder why you're working day in and day out. Trying yep. to oh boy now now the yep. depression sinks in. Can we talk yeah, yeah. about food again? Let's talk about yes. food. Okay, so like not trying to die breakfasts for me. Well, okay, I do have like guilty pleasures. Like my guilty pleasure, Count Chocula. I'm sorry, 
people think <laughs> really? it's awful. I love Count Chocolate. What are you, four? I don't care. Halloween comes and I'm excited. I'm like, get me to the store. I'm going to stock up on some Count Chocula. Yeah. And, and I don't eat it for breakfast. Let's just say it's it's, it's definitely a nighttime yeah, treat. Snack. Yeah. Yeah. And well, when my wife sees it, she hides it. She's like, you can't eat like this anymore. I'm like, but yeah. but it's Count well, what's, Chocula. What, what's funny is when when Nashville, like when, when in Rome, right? So uh, biscuits and gravy, you know, so we, we went like to a place and it was and I, like it was like a new shopping district in Nashville. So the wives wanted to go there because had a like a um, Reese Witherspoon shop and all these things. So it was a nice little place. Uh, spent uh, 150 dollars on a scarf because uh, that's what my wife wanted. So that's a story for another day. But uh, <laughs> but so it was kind of an artisan kind of uh, you know farm to table kind of places. So I said, well, geez, we're here now. So I had biscuits and gravy. And if I was anywhere in the south where that was a breakfast option, I'd wear like 400 pounds. I'd have to have stretchy pants on all the time. Because it's like homemade buttery biscuits with the white gravy with sausage and like there's cream in it and there's butter. It's like oh geez. And Mark, do you want to suck from that part of the world, man? I yeah. gotta say that's and they they usually do that with uh, if it's not the morning you're doing sweet tea in a mason yeah. jar which has a thousand yeah, yeah, calories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm all in. Did you have, no, I'm all did in. Did you have grits? You yes. ever had grits? Grits, okay. yeah, shrimp, the shrimp and the buttery grits, and I'm sitting there oh. like, we, oh, we toss our, uh, we toss our sausage on the side in duck fat. I said, sure, bring it <laughs> off. Like, why not? Sure, go nuts, yeah. And it was like, and again, like I tried and you try to come back and you try to like, I tried to do bacon biscuits and they were good, but they weren't like, and I said, hundred percent, there's no way that the, the lard or fat or butter, whatever content I had down there is anywhere close to what they're recommending in the recipe here. So, okay. So while you, while we try to kill each other with our most unhealthy, but by far we, we all agree the best type of breakfast you can have. How about for our, our I guess our older listeners out there that can't afford to eat these breakfasts we're all talking about. There's actually some good things like avocado and toast. Love that. Oh, yeah. That's really, really good. And you add a little pepper on that. That's amazing. Japanese inspired breakfasts. The salmon, like smoked salmon. No, like smoked oh. sa- Well, the miso soup is a good one, but like I can't do that for breakfast. But you do like the smoked salmon with like an over medium egg that can bust open and it's fresh rice. That's so good. On rice. Interesting. Oh yeah, that and then even even like um, I love Gordon Ramsay, and uh, I love his scrambled eggs with the creme fraiche. I that's like my yeah. go-to meal in the morning. Like yeah. that is so easy to make and it's so good. You know, when when I started doing it, I, Mark, I don't know if I, I ever told you, I, I grew up in a military family, U.S. military, so we would I'd move all over the country. I, I do. By the way, we did get to interact with a lot of Canadian military armed forces people, so kudos to them as always. But we ended up living for a year in real South Texas, uh, and the the taquitos and like the huevos oh. rancheros. So oh. like now, as an adult, yeah, it's like okay, what what vegetables do I have that I can like put in a skillet, and I'll throw them on top of a tortilla with some beans and some scrambled eggs and some sour cream, and you know I get a, a good amount of fiber. I'm getting servings of vegetables, yeah. but it also tastes really good. Yeah, and I had. Uh... I had a chance to, to go uh, work for three weeks in uh, Mexico. And uh, and uh, when they give, uh, like, we're, we're driving by and, like, driving around, and there's a guy, like, with a cart, you know, yeah. like, he's got a basket, <laughs> and it's it's in the corn husk, and it's wrapped in the corn husk. And I'm like, That's and I take it. 
Oh, and it was like, and, and again, like I really like, you cannot make it spicy enough for me. Like I love the heat. I love it all. And then, so he's a street vendor and he's like this and he's like at the street at the intersection. So as you stop, roll down your window and I'm like, I get three of them for the, for us, like, you know, and stuff like I'll grab them and blah, blah, blah. I give him the money and he's giving me change. I'm going like, I'm thinking like, again, it's kind of screwy with the exchange, but I think he goes, he's giving me change. And I think I gave him two bucks. Like, there's no way. And he goes, yeah, yeah, no, no, they're 50 cents. I said, come on. So after that, so I just like, I'd get, I'd get more to have as a snack, but I'd give him five bucks and the guy was, he'd see me driving in the morning. He'd be like almost running to where we were staying. Hey, hey, great. I got a whole cartload. Yeah. There's my boy, the Canadian there, but it's like, it's so good. And it's hand and it was still warm, like wrapped in the corn husk. And it's like, oh, and he goes like, anyway, that's, but it's, it's funny because like here, like we're generally north america like more in the south like in Ted, like when you get further south then they'll have the hot sauces and stuff at breakfast whereas uh, you know north of the 49th like uh, you put pepper on it and it's like uh, people look at you as though you're putting uh, habaneros or something like it's we're very bland breakfast like generally in canada it's very bland breakfast whereas further you go south they they spice it up and it kick starts your day and you know i, I love a spicy breakfast Mark, you know, living in California, like I love, love, like weirdly spicy food, like too spicy for comfort. I get the eye sweats and everything. But Chris, I don't think I told you this. I started trying to grow like some of the crazy peppers because, you know, we got this climate out here where you can grow anything. Jalapenos. I got some cayennes. I've got uh, like the... I don't know if it's the Reaper or the Bonnet because I forgot what Gabrielle <laughs> picked up. But it's one of the little red ones that I think will probably kill me for different reasons when I eat it. But, Mark, yeah, I'll have to – once I get a, a bumper crop, I'll have to send you some. Yeah. No, and and it's funny because it's – like it says, uh, the science behind it too is if, you know, you, you raise the the heat and the spice level, it, it uh, pr- your stomach produces more acid to combat it. So it, it like if you eat spicy, it's it's shown that you you generally have less stomach issues because your your stomach's uh, like has to work a little harder and create more acid. So it, it empties out the bar, you know. Like it, it, there's no there, because if you you know rich foods and stuff like this, your your stomach can get kind of lazy, you know. So it says like yeah. generally eating spicy, you don't want to do it all the time. So then you get you know all ulcers or pop. But it's just kind of it's just kind of every now and then like I, I like like you say get the sweats and challenge myself a bit there and go to the the Reaper or the bar you know the Scoville. It's like you know, a million Scoville short of pepper spray kind of stuff. Like, you know, like, you know, like, so. For me, like, I have to find a way to, like, the Southwest scrambled eggs is another thing I'd like to cook up, but I'm trying to find, like, a, a like, a, 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 like you guys are describing there, like, a spicier version of the Southwest scrambled eggs. Because the last one I did up was a Venezuelan-inspired, and it was just, truthfully, it was really bland for what I expected. And to have that extra kick, that real extra kick is what I'm looking for in like a good Southwest scrambled egg. So I'm probably going to have to take y'all up on some of those uh, some of those pepper tips there. But thing is, it just can't be spicy in terms of, OK, I'm going to feel this later. I want to I want to taste it when, I, you know, yeah. when I'm actually eating it. I, I want the yeah. flavor and the taste. Yeah, not the, like I always said, like I want to enjoy this, but I don't like not just stupid spicy, like just to say like, oh, we're going to blow this guy's head off. Like, you know, when they get the wings there, they always have the oh, one, yeah. they always have the one sauce. Made well, that that's mistake. not funny. Yeah, you know, but that's no fun. Like your 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 mouth's on fire. You don't taste anything. It's like, so it's, it's good. But I, I found too that like now that I have to, you know, 
being forced to stay at home. And I've got a couple of friends of mine that are in the culinary industry. And they say that like, uh, just by adding a splash, like of lime, like on foods, you know, like just before you serve it, the acidity kind of like opens up other parts of your, your taste buds, you know, so you're more receptive to, so it, it gives you depth of flavor, you know, so as opposed to just being one note, look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to host something on the food network right now. Oh depth yeah. I'm flavor get hungry. Acidity, but yeah, they say that that's like all chefs. Like when you say like, oh, I wonder what's missing. That means usually they say it's usually because they splashed a bit of lemon or lime on the dish just to bring out all the profiles, uh, so you can you know open up your your palate more and your your taste buds. So. Interesting. So so Chris and and yeah. Mark, have you guys seen the show Hot Ones on YouTube? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Maybe maybe that's what we have to do in our next uh, podcast is uh, yeah. we we go through the ten sauces and eat. So yeah, Chris oh. is like, oh, like again, I can't like, handle that. Yeah, it's just like that's just macho macho food tasting. Yeah. You know, like it's like a, I'm too old for that stuff. Like you know, like it's like I, every every now and then now I find myself like as I get older. I, I used to be uh, you know rigs in uh, lethal weapon but now as as i get older i'm realizing i'm more murtaugh like a, a lethal weapon of danny glover's <laughs> character where he's always saying i'm too old for this that's where i am in life i'm not the guns uh-huh. a blazing yahoo anymore it's like yep i'm getting too old for this so that that's one thing with the hot sauces i've i'll leave it to the pros to do that but they're just blowing your your taste buds and then you know like sweating for just for the sake of it yeah yeah, as long as it tastes good, I'm all in. But just doing it for the sake of where your mouth goes numb and you can only eat a chip or whatever, that's... Yeah. Yeah. It's so, just not, almost like they call stunt food, right? Like, it's not like all these things you see and it's like, a, it's not really food. It's just done to first to sensationalize stuff. Well, I think that's where the sauce industry has gone too. Okay, so like the burritos you were talking about on the side of the road there, so definitely is some place you liked to go when you were down there. What are some of the places you like to eat at now or anywhere in the world? Like some of your like top five breakfast places. We have a Kettleman's, uh, like Kettleman's Bagel, like uh, in Ottawa. It's kind of a local thing where it's Montreal-style bagels where they boil them and then they put them in their wood oven. You know, they've got like the cords of wood. It's right downtown Ottawa. It's right across from the TD place where the uh, Red Blacks play football and the 67s play hockey. And okay. it's been an institution. It was there like, you know, when Banks wasn't very busy and it's like they make Montreal-style bagels and like they used to just do traditional, the sesame or poppy seed, but now they've gone into the, you know, the cran berry lemon but there you get the old style montreal bagel with sesames and you get like you say the smoked salmon the the capers the pickled red onions when i go out i always like to get something i know i can't make at home so you know and so that's like that's definitely a treat because i won't have the patience to smoke a salmon or you know like and nobody else like and my son likes fish but my wife and daughter not too much so if i get a pound of smoked salmon i'll wind up eating it all to myself so that's a treat for sure and uh like uh there's a chain in in around uh you know Ontario, in quebec and ontario like cora's which is kind of only open for breakfast and lunch and okay. they, and they do like they do stuff like that and they do really good poached eggs and like so th- that's a go-to um expectations that's another place in downtown ottawa and uh they were touch and go because they were really reliant on the the business quarter that you know right downtown so and they were touch and go because they closed up and then they came back open and so you know I, I tried to even though i don't have to go to downtown ottawa as much i went there a couple of times when they were open to just kind of you know throw my you know throw my some money at them to every little bit helps you know so yeah 
we're always coming to and from the rink because we're a hockey family. So if we have time Saturday, Sunday mornings, we generally don't uh, get up to go to breakfast. You know, like it's just like we stay and we make our own. And okay, before we have to go to the rink or if we do, now that the kids are older, we have more Saturdays and Sundays off. But the idea of getting up to go have breakfast outside the restaurant where we could just stay in our sweatpants and, you know, watch the watch the, the highlights of sports or whatever and just take it easy and eat our own schedule like it's 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 forced us to especially with the covid it's forced us more to stay home and and trying to recreate our favorite dishes if i have a dish i like to try to find a way to see if i can make it um but when i'm out and it really depends where i'm at because my favorite place is stretch all over there in, in ottawa i actually like the broadway bar and grill in barhaven oh. i love their like their they're, they got those like crunchy potato hash browns and this stuff beyond that's just a perfectly classic eggs with brown toast yeah. and, and well, ham. Oh, yeah they, they franchised out the broadways and there's one like in the residential area the strip mall like i can see it from my uh, my bedroom like our, our second floor bedroom and it's it's funny because it's one of the kids uh, that my dad used to coach and he played with my brother. He's the owner manager there. So so we go there and stuff. And you go, hey Matt, hey, how's your dad? And da, da, da. So it's they used to be a bar, but now they're they're full on like Sunday mornings, like when the yeah. church lets out there, you can you're they're waiting outside. Uh, the Broadway's here in Orleans. So yeah, no, they they do it upright for sure. Yeah, I, I love their stuff there. And that's kind of like my go-to place for like breakfast in that area. But when it comes to Utah. Utah, first of all, I got to give a shout out to like Mavericks, like the gas station. They have the best breakfast burritos for like two bucks. You walk into a Mavericks any day of the week, you know, you're going to get some really good Mavericks actually has really good. I don't know. People talk about Wawa's and all these other places, but I haven't had anything that's really beat Mavericks. Mavericks is like in terms of gas station food, you know, you're going to get really, really good breakfast burritos. And then also there in, in Utah, there's, uh, what is it, Sills Cafe in Layton. They have what they call a mini breakfast. This is America. Their mini breakfast, me and my wife share. And it's got something along there. They call it a scone. It's not a scone. It's this huge piece. I would call it an elephant ear with a lot of sugary butter on it. And that's served with all the classical, you know, eggs and bacon and, and toast. And I never finished it ever always have to either bring it home or share it and then they also got picking a jelly jar in ogden and salt lake city because i think there's two locations but they got this like a hash like this ham hash thing they bring out on a skillet as well as they got a great chicken and waffles i love good chicken and waffles oh. You're gonna, yeah they're really oh. really good now i will say with, with picking a jelly jar especially the one in ogden you don't go there for the service but the food makes up for it i yeah. love their food and just awesome. Okay, then my final shout outs there for like hometown places for me in, in the Buffalo Chicktawaga area. You've got like the holiday showcase is closed now, so that's too bad. I went there growing up for a long time, but you got like Athena's Family Restaurant in Tonawanda. Their steak and eggs. Oh, that is so, so good. It's one of the closest places to where my dad lives now, but like my ultimate breakfast place anywhere in the world is in Buffalo. And uh, it's Athens Restaurant in Chictawaga, and their Slovakia breakfast is the first thing I have any single time I go home. I don't care. I don't eat anywhere else. Everyone talks about wings. I'll get wings. I can get wings anywhere in Buffalo. But if I want a good breakfast, I go to Athens because their breakfasts are just like their Slovakia breakfast is something I dream about. 
Yeah, wow. it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned Buffalo because when I was a kid, like I, I'm, I'm so old. Like we had to get up and change the channel by hand. And when I was a kid, like our, all our American networks came from Buffalo. So when I was a kid, like we, you know, we'd be watching or waiting for the the, uh, the NFL to come on, like on Sunday morning. And we'd always practice. Like uh, we always had a practice Sunday nights uh, when I was a kid growing up. And it was kind of became a joke when we were watching. And so they'd show the news just before the the uh, football game started. And we'd say, okay, where's the nor- where's the fire? Is it in Chiktawaga or North Tonawanda? And we, we, we became like little Buffalo geography by whole hockey team. Like we're east end of Ottawa. We all became uh, geography experts of Buffalo because Chiktawaga, North Tonawanda. And like, anyway, it was all these things. And it said, it was like, it was hilarious. And we st- like almost a pool, like, okay, where, where's the, where the, the news will come out of where? Where's the first story coming out of, you know? So it's kind of funny. It brings me back uh, to when I was a kid to playing hockey with my buddies and uh, when you mentioned those places and, and that's so true because uh, that whole region of canada is just used to the buffalo news and there's a ton of bills mafia up there oh. but when it comes to like my father-in-law too like the first time my father-in-law went down to meet up with my family her parents came down and he was just like i want to go to tonawanda we're like why <laughs> he's like i just my I entire life i heard about tonawanda i just want to go to tonawanda i'm like Okay, I'm sorry, I'm, but I'm gonna take it a ton of one. It's nothing yeah. to see. It looks like well, yeah. And, and it's funny when you talk about Bill's Mafia. Like we're in Ottawa, so like we're a, like we're not just like we're a big jaunt away. Like uh, you know, at home games, it's like eight home games plus uh, one you know preseason game. You've got a huge amount of people in Ottawa that are uh, that are Bill season ticket holders, and in Toronto and around the GTA, like Toronto, Hamilton, like they, that's why Toronto never get. Um, an NFL team because like you've got like I don't know maybe what percentage wise but it's a big percentage that Buffalo will never allow it because they have so many Canadians and when you go to a Bills game like half the plates are Canadian yeah 100% that's the same with Sabres games yeah it's the only NHL team that plays both the Canadian and American national anthems at every game regardless of the team like my brother-in-law, like he's full on Bill's Mafia and he lives in North Bay. Like, and he makes his way to one or two games a year and he's got a whole group. Like they're a full, like they're like eight or 12 or whatever, like amount of people, but they're, they're full on Bill's Mafia all the way down. And they're like, uh, you know, it's like eight, 10 hour drive away, but they make it down every year. So yeah, it is like the, the, the Bills are kind of Canada's like for Ontario anyway. They are Canada's team when as you go out west, like it's more Seattle because it's more yeah. accessible to them. But yeah, Ontario is full on uh, Bill's country. 100%. Even like Bonnie McMurray for any of uh, Letter Kenny fans out there, you know, she's a huge Bills Mafia fan <laughs> supporter there. Oh uh, my I God. think her name's Camila. But yeah, uh, yeah. another just like so, that whole region. So Letter Kenny, funny story. So we're, we're sitting there and it was during the, um, the NHL All Star week when it was here in Ottawa. So Leonard Kenny was just in season two and really taken off. So we go out for dinner with the other couples. And at that time, I'm coaching a midget triple A team. And they're all over the Letter Kenny, like with Shorzy and the, the you know, like that whole the, when they play <laughs> hockey. Yeah. And I look, so I look over and it's the guys from Letter Kenny. All three of them are sitting there like uh, they're, they're sitting there because they were playing um, a, in a celebrity hockey game. 
uh, that <laughs> afternoon in the All-Star. And I said, so I stumbled. I go, hey, boys. Like, he goes, I'm really sorry to bother you. Uh, he goes, but can I coach a midget AAA team in town? And the guys are going to go bananas and think I'm the coolest guy ever if I get a picture with you guys. So it's like, yeah, sure. And so they wind up taking a and they're really nice guys. And um, the name slips me, the, the the main character who's the writer there. He He's also played like uh, hockey players in previous movies. Like he was like, uh, you know, so it was kind of funny, like uh, that, you know, they kind of do their own hockey stunts and stuff. But uh, yeah, he's a pretty accomplished hockey player, dude. Well, I think it was what the guy who plays Riley is his dad is actually the coach that was thrown the bench if you remember back in the day he threw yeah. the bench on the ice he was trying yeah. to rip his tie off and then Lace apparently it. he was a hockey player at that point and yeah. people were texting him like did you see what your your dad's on espn <laughs> <laughs> your dad's losing his marbles yeah. so uh so ben you still there bud I, I am super still here. I was just actually going down memory lane while you guys were, were thinking about your <laughs> breakfast places and then listening to this, this bills, which I don't have any connection to. I, I'm I not, know you don't. but I've been to, I've been to Buffalo. That's cool. What yeah. would you think? Of it? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just trying to, I know, I know, I know how to spell Buffalo. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. I also know it's, it's a verb. I, I'll tell you what, in, in closing, I'll just do one shout out because I was I was really racking my brain for breakfast places that I wanted to shout out. But, you know, I've lived all over and I've had exposure. There was one place in Long Island that I used to go with my grandfather called Thomas's Ham and Eggery. And it's a 1946 diner. Uh, we knew the owners. We used to go like oh. every day and still in business. I was just looking. Is it? It is absolutely. So if you're mm. in, it uh, looks like Carl Place. Long Island, I think that's in Nassau County. Go to Thomas's Ham and Eggery. Expect to wait in line. We do want to thank you for jumping on again. We do appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, it's always fun to talk hockey and other things. So, and again, like um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be different this year, uh, different holidays. But I wish you guys all the best. And uh, it's uh, you know I don't uh, don't be strangers because uh, I look forward to it every time you reach out to me to to, to talk uh, talk hockey and breakfast and whatever else uh, pops in our in our head. No, that's perfect. But we just love getting together here and just seeing where the conversation takes us. I think I think the listeners pick up. That's a that's what we do on Sunday morning coffee. Except we knew we wanted to talk about breakfast this time. That was the one big agenda piece we had. But, but, uh, but I think but I think if the Vegas odds had us saying North Tonawanda and Chicktawaga when we started, like I think that would have been like <laughs> a thousand to one. But we talked yeah. about North Tonawanda, Chicktawaga, House of Guitars, like Rochester, like you know all these places. You know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. No, it was it was it was awesome. I love these uh, I love these Sunday morning coffee conversations. We do want to thank you again, our special guest, the commissioner of the Eastern Ontario Junior Hockey League, Mark Frosch, for jumping on with us this morning. And we also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHH Official to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. That, this that was all the, all the saliva from all the breakfast talk kind of messing <laughs> up. There, <huh>? <laughs> right. right, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm only thinking about my food. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> I record these in the uh, kitchen now because I don't have a home office. So that just shows you how. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to move my face there a little bit. <laughs> oh, you. Okay, so well, this is the Sunday Morning Coffee Edition of Pigeon Hockey with Chris, Ben, and Mark. Hi, guys. <laughs> Remember, always clear your crease.